Oh, people of resurrection, do you feel like dancing this morning? Some of that music just, I felt like I wanted to waltz earlier and then just do some clicking as we're doing kind of modern jazz kind of stuff. I'm not really any good at that, but I try. (laughs) You know, but here we got this wonderful music this morning, you know, worship, worship, worship. Hopefully you've already been touched by God's love and grace and you already feel your body being restored by the music we've heard this morning. And, and the, the songs, the music kind of helps us ask the question of the scripture is which rock do we choose to stand on? Which stone? Which rock? Where is our foundation? Where are, where are we setting it? Where do we start off? You know, let's stand on the rock where Moses stood. Let's stand on the rock of God's faith and tradition, the forever blessed saying, it's enough. It's enough. God's love is enough. Christ's love is enough. It is enough. And do we stand there? Do we stand on that rock? You know, it's an interesting question. Which rock do we want to stand on? Because today, the disciples are pretty impressed by these stones that make up this temple. And to them, that's the most solid thing they know. That temple is standing like nothing else. Huge rocks. Nothing's going to tear that thing down. You know, our faith is secure and strong in this temple. And what's happening here? They come out the gates and they're saying, Jesus, look, look, look at these big old rocks. Isn't this fantastic? It's bigger than any other temple we've had before, Herod's temple. And they expected it to last forever. Forever. Nothing could happen to these rocks. And here Jesus goes and says, each and every one of these rocks is going to fall. Each and every single one of these rocks is going to fall. Don't put your faith in these stones that look so solid because they're not going to last. And so we have the question between our music and the scripture today is what stones do we stand on? And where do we start this journey of faith? And what can we hope to be solid? What in our lives, if anything, can last? Can we imagine that the things we think are so solid just disappear And something new appears in its place. Something that's stretched into a new creation. You heard the story of creation in the one myth where they talked about just having to keep breaking through shell after shell after shell. The first shell in earth is created. The second shell, the moon. The third shell, the stars. And the experience of all new birth comes with the destruction of what is old something gets dismantled for this new creation to be able to be possible. Maybe it's a structure in our mind. Maybe it's a temple that has to fall. Maybe it's something in your life that you believe in so dearly that it just isn't helping you anymore. Sometimes those systems just have to be dismantled for the new to breathe in. The shell has to be stretched beyond for God to open your eyes to a new way of being in the world, the eyes that see love, the eyes that see peace, the eyes that see beyond the immediate turmoil into what God's love can call us to be a part of. And we always have that choice. We always have that choice to see peace, to see healing, to see love, no matter how much chaos is around us. You know, that can be kind of difficult for us in our lives because the chaos just seems so overwhelming, just so overwhelming. This passage in Mark is called the Little Apocalypse. Do you like that? The big one is Revelations later. And you remember when we talked about Revelation, 
And we said apocalypse isn't really about the future as it is telling you what's happening right now. When they were writing to John's community in Revelation, they were talking about what was happening right then and there. And in Mark's story too, this little apocalypse, they're talking about what's happening right now to Mark's people. But I think the title's cute, right? Little apocalypse. We had a little apocalypse during Drag Queen Bingo. We did. Our worship arts director's not here this morning because he was so happy with his big hair and his beautiful lime dress and his tall heels. You know, he was in his best gear forever. And then, you know, the unthinkable happened. He just toppled over. <laughs> just toppled over, sprang his ankle and his home with his foot up above his heart so that it doesn't swell anymore. But, you know, he was looking pretty good. And, you know, sometimes we get ourselves looking really good. We look really good, and then we just topple over. We have our own little apocalypse in our life that we have to pick ourselves up from and keep going. We have to keep our, pick ourselves up from and keep going. I had one in my home yesterday. I am not good with wires and cable boxes, and TVs, and those sorts of things, and trying to get them to work right. So we ordered a new set of equipment because they said it was the right thing to do, right? And that it would be easy. <laughs> I swear, it says, this will be easy on the letter, you know. <laughs> this, is, this is easy. It wasn't easy. So after trying things multiple times, multiple times, getting on the phone, Walter talking to them, and me not thinking Walter was being mean enough to them for saying, tell them this isn't easy. <laughs> I was having my own little apocalypse breakdown in the house, and it's still not working. They're sending a technician out today at four. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I had my own little apocalypse there, just having my fit, and Walter looks at me while he's on the phone with this person trying to talk to them and listen to me and says, you are just like my clients at work. <laughs> Stop it. Be calm. Be calm. And that's what we have in the story today, Jesus telling them in response to this little apocalypse. Jesus is saying, be calm. He says, beware, but be calm. Don't overreact to what's going on in the world. These things are going to be a part of creation, of new creation even, and be calm. Watch out that people don't lead you astray, but more importantly, be calm. In the end is the beginning. Do you hear that in the word? In these endings are a new beginning. So beware, but be calm. You know that popular meme now with a little royal crown on top says, be calm and hug your dog? You know, what does it take to be calm? And then people have changed it even further. It says, be calm. And it's some, one of them says, call Batman. <laughs> Get some help. And then this other one, be calm, but don't forget that you're angry. You know, you can be calm and still know that justice has to prevail. You can be calm and still keep your anger focused on what it means to transform and change the world. But Jesus is saying, be calm. No, in the endings is a beginning. And meet me there. Are you ready? Are you willing to be calm and meet me in the new beginning? Because sometimes it means you have to take part what you think is real. Sometimes it means you have to dismantle the very thing you've trusted. Sometimes those things that seem so solid aren't what your faith should be in. Many of us experience the horror of watching on September 11th 
the Twin Towers come down. Those things were supposed to last forever. They were a symbol to the world of hope and peace and unity among nations. And we just grieved in horror as we saw the towers fall and as we participated in the two wars that followed. What does it mean to stay calm and be angry, to beware? What does it mean when things that seem so solid shake and we lose our innocence? We lose what we believed in before. We can't believe in it in the same way. Life seems way too vulnerable now than it did before. Oceans are not supposed to leap up and cover whole areas of land and kill hundreds of people. The ground is not supposed to jump up and down and destroy homes. These things are not supposed to happen. Paris is not supposed to be bombed. The place where we go to have honeymoons and celebrate love. It's just not supposed to happen that way. Yet we know these things happen even now. And we lose our innocence. And Jesus, be calm, just doesn't sound like quite enough. But Jesus says, be ready for the dismantling. Because in the dismantling, I am going to be doing a new thing. Watch for it. Be ready for it. Because here it comes, and if you don't look for it, you will miss it. Beware, the new creation is coming. But we grieve. We grieve those tornadoes, those natural disasters, those terrorist events. We grieve them in our lives, and it seems almost too hard to think that something new can be born. I don't know if you remember Ronald Reagan standing before the Berlin Wall and saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. And we thought, what is he saying? Is he crazy? Those people don't trust each other enough. We don't trust enough to let that wall come down. These systems of hate have been in for a long time and fear of what it means if this should come down. We've got to keep our walls. But then they showed the signs. They showed people climbing on top of the walls. They showed them celebrating as the walls were taken down. They showed one piece of the wall coming down, and as the wall came down and people were helping it come down, on the other side were military officers that had been on the other side of the wall, and they could now see each other. Do y'all remember that wall coming down? These stones will fall, each and every one. Don't... Trust in it to last forever. And as the wall kept coming down, some of us even have little bricks, little parts of it. Do you remember those going out to places? So we could remember that walls do come down, that some of those things we think are so firm against us must be dismantled stone by stone until we can get to a new foundation. 20 years later, they celebrated this event. They celebrated this event by taking pictures of the slabs of the wall that they had decorated into artwork. And they took pictures of these slabs that they decorated and they moved them into new bricks, the same size as the slides, but they were lighter. Because then they set them up like dominoes. And on the 20th anniversary, all of those pieces of the wall that once had held people back, that we could say never would change. They toppled them, just like dominoes. 
the things we sometimes trust in, the things we're sometimes afraid of, that feel like they're so strong and that we're fighting and fighting and fighting and then in a moment, it's like dominoes. They just topple over because of the hard work, because of the stone by stone, might by might, bandage by bandage efforts, because of all of the prayers, because of all of the hope. They come tumbling down. What in your life is like that wall that needs to be dismantled? What do you trust in today so much so that it keeps you trapped? It could be a savings account. Could be a home. Could be a job. What may be holding you back from breaking through that shell into a new creation, into ability to see the world in a new way? I don't know that the people on either side of that wall could imagine what the world would be like after it came down. What would then come to be? In Mark's world, the writer of the gospel, this little apocalypse was there for a reason. The temple had just fallen. By the time this was written down, the temple had fallen. Those stones had come down. And there were people running around recruiting all of the Jewish people to rise up as an army and to engage in a battle, and in that battle to try and overthrow Rome. And so the early Christian movement was struggling. Do we support our Jewish brothers and sisters in this battle or not? And we have this embedded in Mark, this little response that says, these wars, these natural disasters are going to be here. Beware, though, because some of the leaders are going to take you off the path. Some of the leaders are going to take you where we don't need to go. Beware and be calm. And don't you know it hurts them to not help? Don't you know some of the people who said, no, you've got to fight this way and you've got to fight right now and you've got to do it my way or you just really aren't a good Jew and I can't trust your bloodline at all. Are you sure you worship the same God we got if you're not help we have if you're not going to help? Have you ever been accused of not being faithful because you wouldn't jump into a battle that you had questions about? Or have you ever had your faith questions because you did jump into a battle and people thought you were wrong, but you did it because of your faith? So this is happening to the community of Mark. This is happening to them as this is getting written. The temple has fallen. They're unsure what to have trust in because those stones are supposed to stand forever and they've just fallen down. And so we get this story of saying, don't trust in the stones. Trust in God to be with you to lay a new foundation. Trust in God to help you build up right on the very first rock to know where to stand and to keep building from there after. So in Mark, this little apocalypse has a purpose, not to make them afraid, not to tell them they have to watch ever more closely or they're going to get thrown away, but to watch for different kind of signs. They want to know what kind of signs will let us know this is happening. And I believe Jesus says those aren't the important signs. The important signs of when you see the new world being built. When you see someone reaching out beyond their own family and helping another person. When you see someone in the midst of an altercation bargaining for peace. 
when you see someone feeding a family because they have no food, when you see the signs of the kingdom, know that the end is becoming a beginning. Know that each one of these seeds sows my new creation. So what are your eyes set on? What are they set on? Boy, that's a nice, pretty building. Boy, those stones will last forever. There's no way this can change. Are you ready to stretch? Stretch through a shell that may be restraining you into a creation where God calls you to have an adventure, where God calls you to have eyes for seeing that which is new? That's what this little apocalypse is about in Mark. Beware, be calm, in the end is the beginning. So what in our lives today needs to be an end so that a new thing can happen, so that God's love can come in and create in us a new creation? There's one more of those be calm things that I love, and I believe this be calm thing actually sums up what the intention of this gospel writer is, and it says be calm at the top of it like the other ones do, and then it says imagine. Be calm and imagine. Imagine the new world with the old world dismantled, springing forth in the love Christ calls you to share. In all these ways, resurrection, let us not be tired. I get so tired of people pointing at my faith and saying, Troy, you don't have any faith because you're working for a a hero that controls, uh, that gives support to all 15 people. I get tired of people who in the newspaper write stories about how they shouldn't call a transgender child by their name that they know about them and God and between their family. Did y'all see that in the paper this week on Wednesday? And the fact that they say that we have no faith. I just get tired of those things. But I'm willing to build my rock on a faith. My faith on a rock. Did I say that backwards? I'm willing to build my faith on a rock that says when I start with that foundation that I can make mistakes and that I need to stay calm and know that in the end there is a new beginning. People of God resurrection, stand up. Stand up and be people of faith. Be calm. Beware of those that would lead you astray. And know The very things you're dismantling may be the new creation, God's blessing, and calling forth, and that we are destined to usher in. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.